the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Jimmy Carter celebrating his hospice anniversary. I heard he had his vasectomy reversed. He's dating Oprah. It's going to be fantastic. In the meantime, another story just broke today. Who ever heard of AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps, AmeriCorps? Ever hear of AmeriCorps? Some fraud company that looks like it cheated Medicare out of $100 million. And did you know that Jim Biden, not only Jim, his wife Sarah, and their son Steppenfetch, Jamie, they all had jobs at AmeriCorps. He's a renaissance man. He was building houses in Iraq. What else do you want Jim to do? He's a bag man when it comes to uh, countrywide mortgage. He can do virtually anything. And why not sit on a company that is caught stealing $100 million from Medicare? But that won't be in the news that you watch. Oh, no. You're going to have to search for that story. Kind of like you're going to have to search for the story of Gonzo Lira. We discussed it on this show eight months ago. He was a reporter who was breaking the absolute undeniable fact that Zelensky, the upper echelon of a fake country called Ukraine, was stealing all of our money as we were giving it two times its GDP in handouts, not to mention other countries. Oh, yeah, and we're going to talk, too, about the, uh, the World Economic Forum has branched out now. It's called the World Governance Summit. They just wrapped up a real nice meeting. You're going to love that. You know what? In fact, I'm in the mood for a little Klaus Schwab from the Fourth Reich. And when I was speaking here seven years ago, after having written a book about the Fourth Industrial Revolution, I showed how this revolution will change how we live, how we act, how we communicate, how we produce, and how we consume. And I- so here we are in the midst of the Fourth Reich takeover of the world. And it's going to have to, we're the biggest chip that it has to take off the board. And it's working famously because on every station here in Studio Xanadu, on every station, there's a guy named Alexei Navalny. Who the hell is he? Well, it turns out he's the opposition to Putin. And apparently Putin had him killed because, you know, Putin's a bad guy. He's an autocrat. He wants to suspend the elections. No, wait a minute. That's Zelensky. Zelensky's the one that wants to suspend the the elections. Excuse me. But anyway, he's bad. But what do you know about Alexei? Well, I love when American Marxists start chanting somebody's name. That's normally a tip-off. He's a Marxist, too. And in fact, Alexei Navalny is not only a Marxist, he's an old throwback Soviet. And if any of the Americans want to take a look at his, say, stance on immigration, let alone that the fact his wife is Ava Braun, but aside from the fact he has links to a fascistic Soviet-era 
party that would make the Nazis scared, because they're the ones that really did, you would learn that he is exactly who you should be rooting against. See, it's hard to pick a winner in the former Soviet Union, which is why I don't. But the one thing I certainly don't want to do is waste one dollar or one drop of American blood on these frauds, because I've known from the beginning exactly what it is, a scheme, much like AmeriCorps and the Biden crime family. That's why they're all licking their chops. Corruption, scandal, big business, or reform. War hit Ukraine up for sale. It's a war that should have never happened. It's a war that Russians tried repeatedly to settle on terms that were very, very beneficial to Ukraine and us. The major thing they wanted was for us to keep NATO out of the Ukraine. Has Kyiv sold Ukraine to BlackRock? Big companies have their eyes set on Ukraine. The big military contractors want to add new countries to NATO all the time. Why? Because then that country has to conform its military purchases to NATO weapon specifications, which... And that's all this is about, which is why it has all the political whores in this country licking their chaps. This war has been an utter failure for Putin. President Zelensky, the stakes of your fight remain high for your country and for the entire world. And it is in the strategic interest of the United States to continue our support. International rules and norms are on the line. International rules and norms are on the line. Really? Well, what is it, one election or two that Zelensky has suspended? This is for a second winter of Russian attacks. Separately, debate is intensifying there on whether Ukraine should hold elections next year while it fights off the Russian invasion. President Zelensky says now is not the time. With more on those comments, here's our Ukraine correspondent, Gulliver Craig. Volodymyr Zelensky's declaration that the time is not right to hold elections in Ukraine didn't come as any surprise. First of all, because there's martial law in place, and that means the elections are postponed automatically anyway, according to the Constitution. Really? Well, I wonder if their Constitution is like ours, where it doesn't mean anything. Because the reality is, there's another reason that they're suspending the election. They have all of their players of corruption exactly where they want them. And they're all led by the Duchess of Chaffington. And why is Donald Trump so enamored of Putin? Well, part of it is he's a wannabe dictator. He has told us that repeatedly. He even said the other day, let's uh, basically get out of NATO and, you know, encourage Putin to do what he wants to do. Wrong. Well, is that the part where he said, where's all the money? Where's all the money? from your Uranium One deal. Where's, what happened to Bill Clinton's speeches in Moscow for half a million? Did anybody get a hold of a half a million dollar speech that this idiot never gave? In the meantime, it's not about anything other than keeping the system exactly where it needs to be, making tremendous amounts of money. And the reason you're hearing of Alexei Navalny is because they're going to cram through another hundred billion because they cannot steal enough. I mean, the idea that the former president of the United States would say that he, quote, encourages, encourages a brutal dictator. By the way, Squirrel, did you see that Trump came out with sneakers? $400 a pair of gold. Did you see it? It's the mind of a capitalist. You see, he took a, a big a hit in New York. So he says, ah, I'll just make more money. Comes up with sneakers. And then Kamala Harris stepped in. Not to be undone. She's got platinum knee pads now. We were already into Ukraine for over $200 billion. 
And they could make a deal with Russia in the next three weeks, and all of a sudden, they don't want to deal with us anymore. We've given hundreds of billions of dollars. And why are we at over $200 billion? And the European nations are, if you add them up, it's a very similar-sized economy. They're at $25 billion. So we're at two. So this is the context of what is being taken out of context and used by our mafia, Marxist mafia, you know, the Democrats, as they try to give an innuendo as if Trump would allow Putin to take over the world or in some way he and Putin would take over the world. Not like the World Economic Forum and the son of a real Nazi, Klaus Schwab, and all of the Democrats around the world, but like the way that Putin wants to take it over. 200 plus, and it affects them much more. We have a thing called an ocean between us, right? It affects them much more. But we're at 200, they're at 250. I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was a bit. And they all owed money. And they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. you got to pay. you got to pay your bills. I wonder if he could do to other countries what Ukraine had done to itself prior to this new war. You know, because it's been involved in scandal after scandal. And reporters in Ukraine, they would make disappear like they made the American reporter Gonzo Lira disappear. Because one thing everybody can agree agree on is that Ukraine is today what it has always been. The most corrupt country in Europe, which is why every corrupt political whore in this country can't wait to put the money flowing. Ukraine is already opening up for big investment, and hand-rubbing has been happening over a potential business bonanza. War hit Ukraine might not look like a good financial investment with no end in sight. Kiev engaged BlackRock and J.P. Morgan in 2023 to help set up a fund to raise public capital that could attract private investment for Ukraine's reconstruction. But has the Russia-Ukraine war created a massive profit opportunity for leading U.S. companies? Has Kyiv fallen into the hands of BlackRock? When we have to rebuild all the things that we destroyed, Mitch McConnell was asked, and we really afford to spend $113 billion to Ukraine. He said, don't worry, it's not really going to Ukraine. It's going, going to, to American defense manufacturers. So he just admitted it's a money laundering scheme. And who do you think owns every one of those companies? Uh, BlackRock. You had enough? Does it make sense that Penny Pritzker is our choice to be involved in it? After all, how many scandals has she been linked to? In 2022, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink agreed to work together on investments aimed at rebuilding the war-torn country after Russia's invasion. And who did they tap to head it up? 
The Biden administration has tapped former Commerce Secretary Penny Pritzker to lead the effort to rebuild Ukraine's economy. I mean, are we supposed to talk about this Soviet, this communist whose wife looks like more of a Nazi than Adolf Hitler ever dreamt of? Who are we supposed to talk about? Because I still haven't got any answers to Gonzo Lira, the American who was killed in the prison of Zelensky. Then again, he doesn't have to face any repercussions. He suspends elections. As per experts, when Vladimir Putin signaled Ukraine invasion, Kyiv went into an economic isolation. However, collaboration of Zelensky's government with BlackRock began in September 2022. Starting to make a little more sense. Not to mention there's the Azovs. The Azov Nazis that our ancestors fought and died at the hands of the Nazis. Now we're giving them the Monday. You know, the Azov Nazis. But then again, who are the other countries that support it? They like the Nazis too. In a few moments, I will address the House in front of all Canadians, in front of Jewish people here and around the world, and Ukrainians, to offer Parliament's unreserved apologies for what happened on Friday. The Speaker was solely responsible for the invitation and recognition of this man and has wholly accepted that responsibility and stepped down. This was a mistake that has deeply embarrassed Parliament and Canada. All of us who were in this House on Friday regret deeply having stood and clapped, even though we did so unaware of the context. You mean that he was an SS Waffen Nazi who killed more Polish people than heart attacks? You mean that? Not me, Squirrel. I like when they show what they are. Nazi sympathizer, Marxist sympathizers, communist supporters. That's what they are. And they call themselves Democrats in this country. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. By the way, Squirrel, what are we into this country for now? When you add up the billions since Joe Biden was a vice president and could tie his own shoes. I mean, what's the definition of losing? You wiped out 400,000 a generation. The average age of your military is 50 years old. And you just got your ass kicked again over the weekend? President Biden today forcefully reiterated support for Ukraine, even as the country suffered a major loss in the battlefield against Russian forces. CBS's Natalie Brand is at the White House for... Which means we've got how many mercenaries that'll come back in body bags that we don't want anyone to know about? Shh! In the meantime, I just want to know about the money, because you're stealing it all. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Seeing this as an opportunity amid the tragedy... 500 global businesses from 42 countries signed the Ukraine Business Compact to help realize its huge potential. Yeah, it was making $19 billion a year for its country's GDP. But now it's got trillions that can be stolen through it. It's kind of like Amtrak. I wonder if uh, Joe Biden's brother and sister-in-law work there. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, thanks for mentioning my garage band uh, Tyrone Shoes. Uh, hey, I'm, I want to call and talk <laughs> I to you. Uh, Go ahead. I, I, you did. You, I thought you were going to say platinum knee pads, which, by the way, you better no, copyright no, that. No. Run with that no. idea. Yeah. No, Tyrone ty shoes. Anyway, that's my garage band. Tramp Industries introduces the platinum knee pad. Go ahead. So, anyway, back when they had the COVID, when everybody was locked down, Penny Pritzker, she had her birthday party, and oh. they hired Mars to have the birthday party, and it was like Smart. 50 people there. 
and nobody had a mask on. My girlfriend, who is fashion model hot, she's yeah. got friends that are servers over at Mars, and they made all the workers wear uh, masks and when, while they were serving them. But, it, you yeah. know, so what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. So then, two months later, uh, your governor, uh, Pritzker, was swimming by chucks on Fontana's Beach, and a bunch of Save the Whale people came there, and they kept trying to push him out back yeah. into Lake Geneva. So let me get this straight. Was, you have a girlfriend that's hot? She's fashion model hot, yeah. Really? Well, you better hang oh, on yeah. to her like Jimmy Carter hangs on to the morphine button, kid. Because the odds of you finding a good-looking girl with such low self-esteem is very slim. Good luck. Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean. Uh, this Saturday is the uh, two-year anniversary of the Ukrainian war. Two years. It's, they're making a fortune. That's been spent. Yeah, and all the, all the people, bodies that are dead. And it's just a disaster. It just shows you that evil is all around us all the time. It's like our wars. Don't worry. It's no, no politician's kid was hurt in the making of this money laundering scheme. Western governments and corporate leaders have made no secret of their enthusiasm to alter Ukraine's political economy. So the whole Ukraine goes for sale with massive profit opportunities being created by the war. And then what happens when you catch him making money? Megan, what will likely generate more of the questions, the heat, her management or her finances? Uh, Betty, that's hard to say. Both are going to be huge. You've got this new IG report out on her banking past. You've got new financial disclosures that, as you mentioned, we got just last night. So let's start with the income piece of this. Um, forms released just last night showing that she underestimated her income by $80 million. Now that's con- Nothing. By the time they're done with this Ukraine, put a zero. She'll underestimate it by $800 million. Todd and Marengo. Hey, John. Yes, Todd. Hey, good job, John. Appreciate the show. Hey, uh, Thank you. we got to get everybody revved up here on uh, Springfield. It's got House Bill 1634 coming up. And what they would do, uh, they went with the emission standards of California. So if you have a diesel truck prior to 2010, it would make it obsolete and illegal. Get out of here. So you wouldn't be I'm able to, you wouldn't be able to go to work if your truck is prior to 2010. They're going to adopt it, they're going to adopt the emissions that have brought California to its knees. They're going to do the same thing. Well, they should. Yeah, they should. And you want to know, you truckers, you truckers should just stop. Just stop. You know, you have to push back again. The way you beat gangsters is you go into their social club and you flip their fracking table over. That's what you have to do. So what you do now is you're going to pass the law. Now we do nothing and deliver nothing. But then they got the labor extortion mafia union and they'll fire all of you and hire all these illegals. They don't need the driver's license anyway. Todd, it's a sick, sad world. Get to a good state. Thank you very much. That's more upsetting. House Bill 1634. Let's look that up during the break. There, squirrel. Uh, Craig, am I great? Oh, hey, Sean. Stay flat for taking my call. Sure. Really good you uh, covering all of this. Um, hey, uh, before I forget, too. Hey, here in Mount Greenwood, well, it's actually Marionette Park. It's right there. It's what I could walk there to the, this place, Bourbon Street. Anyways, there, uh, Mike Lindell's going to be there March 5th. So we're going to get some VIP passes and everything and go there and, uh, you know, but it's, there's going to be tickets and everything. And uh, we got to support Mike Lindell because 
they're just like they'll go after Trump and they're trying to ruin him and put him out of business and everything. They've been doing it to him, and we got to support him too. Okay. We're doing it to everybody, brother. You hear, you hear the trucker that just called? They're, they're knuckling yeah. under the honest way to make a dollar because what they've learned from destroy, destroying their once great cities is once you have to live and you get your sustenance from government, you become a quiet slave. And you keep electing more and more Democrats. That's what they represent in Chicago. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the uh, truckers that are going to basically cut off supplies and deliveries in New York? To be- and I'll tell you what, that's like kind of like a, a, a brilliant idea, because instead of using, uh, you know, like where you have a civil war with guns and everything, it's a civil war just using supplies. Say, hey, you're a corrupt government there. You're rotten and corrupt. We don't we, 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 we don't want nothing to do with you. We're not bringing you. We're not bringing you your supplies. To bring. We'll starve you out or something. Sadly, this is what you have to do when you're dealing with gangsters. You have to beat them at their own game. And this is what needs to happen. That's why, Squirrel, in 2008... You know what an LLC I founded? Called the Capitalist Union. Because you could see the stars were aligned for the Marxist takeover of America. This is just the natural destination. Are we in the middle of the town or on the outskirts is the only question. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. With no experience in hospitals, health care, or insurance, Jim Biden becomes a consultant to the then-startup AmeriCorps. It was the final years of the Obama administration, but he had ties to the dimwit and diapers who stole the most important election in this country's history, known as 2020. And since then, it appears that that same scoundrel company that was going to work on everything, it's going to be great, Squirrel, as uh, Jim Biden once said in a meeting, We can help with everything from drug rehab to lab testing, even cancer treatment. It's going to be great. Well, it looks like they stole $100 million. One company in which the Dimwood and Diaper's brother, his sister-in-law, and nephew, who I'm sure is also short in the pants, looks like they were all apparatchiks and assets in this this company, AmeriCorps, which is guilty of stealing from us again. That's us. That's our money. Once again, they, it's the perfect crime to steal tax money. There's no prosecution. Has anyone seen Jim Biden? You know, he used to build houses in Iraq. Squirrel. Oh, phenomenal. Like Toll Brothers, three bedroom, two bath. Is there one? No. Where's the billion five? Poof, in the wind. It's the perfect crime, political crime. And now they're really licking their chops. They got an entire country to milk. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how was the weekend? Splendid, I guess. Good. I had a great weekend. And did Good. you guess? Good. It was fine. I, I don't like being right. cold, but I'm not cold anymore. Go ahead. All right. What I wanted to say is uh, everybody keeps saying that Putin uh, will kill his opposition. Well, isn't the Biden administration doing the same thing by trying well, to kill, uh, kill the opposition? Rich, I, wonder if, by, uh, I wonder what Seth Rich's parents court. think. Yeah, Seth Rich's parents probably think so. How about uh, Gonzo, Gonz, or, or Gonzo Lira? Seriously. This happened eight months ago. I did an entire show on it. Right. He went out repeatedly. His last video, he says, I will be kidnapped by the Ukrainian government and killed, which is exactly what happened. I didn't see it once on MSNBC or ABC right. or CBS. Not once. In the meantime, the whole country's nervous and they're all worried about Alexei. Aside from the fact his wife looks exactly like who Hitler was shooting for. Aside from that, he is a legit Soviet. 
who wanted zero immigration. You know, it's a funny thing about Russia. Most people don't understand it. Most Americans have no idea. There's about 40% of Russians, 20% hardcore communists, another 20 with that pretend Marxism where they think they have rights and whatnot. They miss the Soviet Union. It's just like America. We have 20% communists here. Same bulldog. And they'd rather be robbed by government than anybody else. And that's the, that's the system we have in this country. And it's about time we start to recognize and reject the scum sales pitch that this country is being sold. First of all, the people who are telling you all what to believe have never told you the truth. We have them for decades, the same people lying about everything, from the outcome of policies like Obamacare to wars that we now know for the last 70 years have been built on lies. But one thing that keeps that party train going, just like Amtrak, it's a money laundering scheme for government and the connected. In 2022, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink agreed to work together on investments aimed at rebuilding the war-torn country after Russia's invasion. As per experts, when Vladimir Putin signaled Ukraine invasion, Kyiv went into an economic isolation. However, collaboration of Zelensky's government with BlackRock began in September 2022. Seeing this as an opportunity... Wait, where's Larry Fink? Isn't he worried about the climate? What about that DEI? You have to... Is there a lot of DEI in Ukraine? I don't think there is. And what about the climate? You know, Squirrel, by the end of this war, it may be that blowing stuff up is good for the environment. Opportunity amid the tragedy... 500 global businesses from 42 countries signed the Ukraine Business Compact to help realize its huge potential. Woo! Now, sure, prior to the war, the country in all of its economic splendor could produce $19 billion. That's the entire country's GDP. But now, it's uh, the World Government Summit. did something maybe unusual. Uh-huh. I Nazi. took ChatGPT. And I had a long discussion with ChatGPT, with my pot, if I may say so, to see how this new era will look like. I'm not sure there, Squirrel, but I believe that Klaus Schwab's son of a Third Reich Nazi member says he smokes pot and talks to artificial intelligence. That makes sense. And finally, I had about 20 pages of text, uh-huh. and I asked ChatGPT summarize the text and tell me now, based on our discussion, how will the new era, the intelligent era, look like? <laughs> the intelligent era. Which, which, uh, what have you done over the last five years that's intelligent? Your reaction to the bioweapon COVID or the vaccine that you endorsed or this world government nonsense or the fact that you like wars, you uh, promote chaos. What exactly did Chet GPA say to you, Nazi? And I read you the text. Is that right? Envisioning a future propelled by the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution, we see a new dawn of human civilization, one that harmonizes technology with the deepest needs and aspirations of humanity. Really? So you're sure you weren't talking to Hitler? Because I believe that was the same thing he said, you Nazi bastard. Western governments and corporate leaders 
have made no secret of their enthusiasm to alter Ukraine's political economy. So the whole Ukraine goes for sale with massive profit opportunities being created by the war? What do you mean for sale? Can't we buy it now? Don't we own it already? I mean, how many billions is it really worth? Yeah, of course it's not. So why do they call it a loan? Because if they call it a loan, they can impose loan conditions. And what are the loan conditions that we impose on? Number one, an extreme austerity program. So that if you're poor in Ukraine, you're going to be poor forever. Number two, most important, Ukraine has to put all of its government-owned assets up for sale to multinational corporations, including all of its agricultural land, the biggest single asset in Europe, in Ukraine. There's been a thousand years of war fought over that land. It's the richest farmland in the world. It's the breadbasket of Europe. 500,000 kids almost, Ukrainians have died to keep that land as part of Ukraine. They almost. Boy, if that guy could talk, the whole world would be different. But the reality is this. We're losing the propaganda war because once again, your fellow American is going to believe the most pathological group of liars this country has called Washington, D.C. Right now, tonight, people are thinking that Alexei Navalny is not a communist, is not a Soviet. He's a freedom fighter. And that's how you get it. situations where the Taliban has a country. And it'll be the same crooks. The same Democrat profiteers of policy, the Bidens and the Marxist mafia that will constantly take advantage. And we have to learn to recognize that exactly where the lies are, are and the lies are in Ukraine, which is why we should have never sent one dollar or one person, even though we pretend they're mercenaries and we don't know about them. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Well, it's a real good bet. The best is yet to come. I did enjoy seeing everybody, though. Best Little Frank Sinatra reminds me of all that. This is the face of healthcare fraud in America. A Miami businessman smiling as he counts stolen Medicare money in this video secretly recorded by a government informant. From sham storefronts to empty offices billing the government for Medicare. What is this business? To buried millions in cash. The business of stealing Medicare and Medicaid dollars has never been as brazen. What are we company is called AmeriCorps. Jim Biden, a consultant from day one, his wife, moron son, all Biden family members, all making a fortune. And they stole a hundred million dollars. I don't see it on any of the stories. One, two, three. And then on a monitor, we have a news feed. Nothing. I'm on the internet here. Uh, uh, Al Gore's internet. I'm on it. Nothing. Drudge Report. Nothing. Off the press. Oh, here it is. Off the press has it. Well, that's probably because most people don't go to off the press. Easy if you want to find it. The problem is they have an entire government of lies. The social media oligarchs in bed with them, all protecting the syndicate. Jack, Lakeview. Hey, you doing, I'm so glad you took my call. We have lost. It, we, we are on the back end of a wrestling match. We have, we're no longer controlling the head, which is how you win yeah. a wrestling match. You cannot steer the opponent any longer in, in what we're doing as a government. T.R. Roosevelt, 
It's sad. You're right, though. It's sad. You're right. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, the the white something or another battleships around the world in, in nineteen I don't know oh oh eight oh ten something like that in the last century. The Great White Fleet flew our flagships around the world, showing that we would be the policemen. We would control everything. It's gone. It's gone right now. The Brits, who the way the, the who who were the empire of ship and sailing, are, are losing a ship right now. This is the arms of coal sinking, which was towed back to be refitted and and take another stand. I can't believe there's not a number, Jack. There's not a number that makes people aggravated or furious. We know because of a Democrat named Seymour Hirsch that Zelensky's upper echelon stole $800 million. Gone. We know it. Their wives show up in Paris with $30 million in suitcases, and nobody gives a rip. You're watching them steal the money in real time. The weapons that they say they get, they can't account for 50% of them. It's, it's just, it's sickening. And we're going to keep doing this nonsense. All we need is another name. And in the meantime, this very government that has lied to us for 70 years has never told us the truth on a policy or a war. They still have the people's complacency. I dis- I, 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 I'll tell you what, it's disgusting. It's disgusting that every American isn't just calling for the absolute removal of these people. Forget about this resignation, impeachment. Get him out of the fracking office. You're stealing our money left, right, and center. Penny Pritzker? Come on, honey. You've been stealing money since you were off the bottle. Assaulting money. A spokeswoman explained it as a clerical error. And as we reported previously, the nominee is worth more than $1.5 billion. If confirmed, she'd be among the wealthiest cabinet officials in history. Her offshore accounts will also be fair game, as we've discussed. Pritzker disclosed last week. I like that. I like a good Democrat with an offshore account. This would make stealing far more efficient. John, parts unknown. Uh, hello, uh, uh, Sean, uh, the f- long-time listener, first-time first caller. Thank I you. just uh, love to listen to your radio. You are probably one of the, oh. of the radio to, uh, <laughs> to have most of the uh, time right. But right. I, uh, I don't want to talk about those uh, few percent of, of not right because, uh, uh, you know, we, yeah. this is our opinion. But let me, let me ask you and everybody who listen to this radio. A war started uh, in uh, four years ago, right? Hard I don't know, war. man. Every, uh, what about, okay? what then about everybody before helping, the Minsk Accords, everybody though? Helping, but, uh, but this war is a big money laundry. And I can ask you that question, what, uh, what I started with, uh, I, I mentioned about it. If anyone knows why in the same harsh uh, time for... For Ukraine, they are the the biggest producer of the of the agriculture, killing all uh, uh, all agriculture in entire Europe, even Africa, or South America. How the Putin is a harsh guy didn't uh, destroy the bridges and roads, Billion, uh, uh, hundreds of millions of uh, tons of grains are passing uh, the Polish. Uh, Polish board, uh, border every month. Yes, we are. We are in a in a uh, in a position 
uh, the the Polish agriculture would be killed in a month. Yes. And okay. John, here's here's the other part that Americans forget. They were involved in a civil war since 2012. Since 2012. They were killing their own people so much that the rest of the world was outraged, hence the Minsk Accords and other agreements. This is something that everybody in Europe knew. Documentaries were made from Canada to China about the corruption in Ukraine. And everybody agreed. And now all of a sudden the world is funding it? And the oligarch Ihor Kolomoisky, what happened to him? He was at the root of seven big scandals. The money in Cyprus and the rest of it. Whatever happened to him? Not to mention the guy who owned Burisma. What happened to him? And the FBI informant gets arrested? He's been an FBI informant since 2012. Vetted on the payroll. All of a sudden you arrest. This is gangster government American style. And they don't want the American people to have a sense of exactly what goes on there. They don't want the American people to know that still, right now, 20% of ex-Soviets prefer a Soviet system. They want to go back. So, it, you know, it, Americans are easily lied to. I think that's the problem. They're easily deceived. And the people, you only have to corrupt 537 people when you include the president and vice president. House and Congress. 537 people, and they can do anything. Take a look at our national debt. So, John, it's important that the people hear voices. You don't have to agree with me all the time. And if I'm wrong, feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I love that because I want you to prove me wrong. And in the meantime, if one person looks it up, what we're talking about today, one kid who doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July says, what is this all about? The information is there if you look for it. The media is protecting it. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is an entrepreneur who specializes, really and has launched numerous social media platforms. It's perfect timing to have him because it was over the weekend the uh, president of global affairs for Facebook, Asshat, Meta, whatever the hell he's calling it now, the Zucker, admitted that they have 40,000 employees, 40,000 employees dedicated to just censoring people and their opinion. My next guest wouldn't stand for that because he's an advocate of freedom. He understands what made us the youngest, the richest, and the greatest country. Freedom. He is Jason Shepard, founder of Wimkin. Jason, how are you? Great, Sean. How about yourself? Aggravated. Because I hate Nazis. Yes. Come from a long line of Nazi killers. And I was uh, really looking forward to never being under the thumb of a Fourth Reich. But it looks like I'm losing that. What do you think? Oh, the Fourth Reich must have got to his phone. Are you there? Uh, it, it came back on, guys. Huh. There you go. That was just that was just Klaus's Schwab's son. He wanted to make sure you do, couldn't answer. <laughs> you know what? Every time we do something about big tech, it seems like there's always a issue. Uh, I I don't know what just happened there, but yes, John, you're 100 percent right. I mean, um, with the fact that I mean, 40,000 employees just dedicated to censorship, first and foremost, is absolutely crazy. And you know what? With the whole meta aspect of them coming out and stating that, hey, we're going to not allow political content anymore, but no one has any idea what they define as political content because 
I'm still sharing the heck out of political content and certainly satire on our Wimkin page that has 150,000 people. So, um, but yeah, you, you hit it on the head. It is exactly a right, like, and it's definitely Nazi. Well, this couldn't happen without a certain amount of complacency. You know, this is the bigger issue, and it leads us to your next uh, creation, which we're going to talk about your dating site. But this is really about a philosophy of us as Americans. This is, to me, what it represents. There have always been people who desired to be comfortable slaves. There is a certain comfort in servitude. And there are some people who reject the pitfalls of freedom, because it can end badly if you're a moron, if you don't do well with your life. You're free to fail. So they've always hidden under the virtue shield of a safety net or an entitlement, which are words that really aggravate the hell out of me. However, a lot of, a lot of tyranny has always gone along with that. And for some reason, human beings can't learn from that. And I think in this country, and I noticed because I just went back to Illinois, there are a certain amount of people who are comfortable with being slaves to a system. They like it. And really, that's what we're seeing when you have an admission by the president of global affairs of Facebook that we are monitoring, we are censoring you. And, you know, we're, we're coming off of COVID. We're coming off of the vaccine that has massive, massive bad problems and side effects and the rest of it. And we've known this. Guys like me have known this. You've been taken off. Of, I've been taken off of Google and YouTube and all the rest of it. But the reality is this could not exist if 100% of Americans believed in 100% of Americanism, could it? No, there's absolutely no way. And we actually have a viral post going right now about celebrating Black History Month. And you will not believe how many, you know, white and uh, non-blacks on this post are in support of the individuals on there. Clarence Thomas, um, you know, uh, Dr. Ben Carson and others. And the comments that are coming from African-Americans are insane to me. And um, the, the fact that, you know, you being in Chicago, you know probably better than most, but the inner cities over the last 60 years, what Democrats have been saying, we're going to clean this up, we're going to clean this up, vote for us, we'll make life better for you. It's only gotten worse. And when you talk about complacency and being okay with struggling, that is what I'm seeing right now on this post that we have going, which is, again, political, and I don't know why it's not censored, but it's got over 76,000 likes and about 15,000 comments right now. And a lot of them are negative from black people, and the rest are very, very positive. So I think you hit that right on the head. Well, there are people that have a certain, a certain um, herd mentality and a mindset where they have contempt for their fellow citizens. You know, and I realized this. It's funny, Jason. The first time I really realized it was when I was young and I was invited to a Republican get-together. And to hear Republicans, that's when I started to realize, you know, and I loved history. And it's amazing how people quote Orwell but don't realize he was a Fabian socialist. But anyway, mm -hmm. I was amazed at the contempt for humanity so many on the right, as they describe themselves, have. And that's the other reason of why we're here. This is bipartisan government supremacy. That's the only thing that could allow an American private company to admit on not national, worldwide television, that we have 40,000 employees that censor the speech of, of, of Americans. And I understand the rights of private business. I have a private business, and I will not 
do business with a de- with a Biden voter. I will not with a Democrat in general. I don't want their business. So I get it, right? If you don't want to play, don't play with Facebook. But somehow they're able to maintain this monopoly, and that is because they're in bed with government. In fact, you have Wimpkin, but it's very difficult to take on Facebook because Facebook has the 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 blessing of the government, right? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I now I can't confirm this, but um, we've heard plenty of individuals that worked for Facebook at this time when we're launching Facebook that DARPA was involved. And then if you really think about it, Sean, what other entity would come out and say, hey, let's put a check-in feature on a social media platform with billions of people on it so we can check in and see exactly where people are at all times? I mean, it's certainly got a government-level type aspect to it. And, you know, you hit it again, on the head again talking about what, um, you know, this uh, – VAR has done for, um, you know, Facebook stating that, hey, you know, we censor. Now, if you recall, just under two years ago in Congress, uh, Mark Zuckerberg says, hey, we don't have fact checkers, we have opinion checkers. So it's been long confirmed, and the fact that people still utilize it other than, you know, people like us that are trying to let people know there's an alternative, all every single post that you have on your page, four or five that you scroll through, is making them money. They are sponsored, and um, they are, you know, uh, Images that are displayed on screens that are ads, and that's how they get impressions, and that's how they get paid. And to show the bias, to me, the the greatest evidence is Chicago itself. Chicago, Mm -hmm. where street gangs, low-life scumbags who steal from Michigan Avenue, they advertise on Facebook. They advertise. Drug dealers advertise on Facebook. Pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Facebook. Facebook cannot find any of them. We have no idea where they are. They 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 filmed themselves shooting the whole nine yards. But if you say the vaccine is killing people, well, then we know specifically where you are and who you are. So this to me is more evidence, unequivocal, unarguable evidence that the government is against people who speak out against it and is for the underbelly of our nation that destroys the quality of life in once great areas. In fact, that to me is what is most revealing. The federal government likes ghettos. They like slums. Mm -hmm. They like areas where the kids five out of 100 can read like Chicago. They're paying 30,000 per pupil. So the reality is it's that old adage that all gangsters know. There's a lot of money in corruption and it's going to trump principles every time, right? Oh, absolutely, most definitely. And if you go back to just a couple weeks ago when Zuckerberg was actually there apologizing and testifying in front of Congress, you know, this man has uh, technology where you and I could be talking on the phone, and then we're going to go back, literally talking, audio, and we go back onto our Facebook feed, and what we were just talking about is there. Yet he goes in front of Congress about, you know, pedophilia and individuals that are actually looking at or trying to find, seek out young girls and young boys, you know, to you know, sexual gratification from, but they don't have the software to know how many times people click through on that or look at that or when it's there. And what happened with Jack Dorsey too, when he was at the helm of Twitter, you had the government have, you had the FBI have legitimate residency in Twitter headquarters. And all they cared about was talking and censoring people that were talking bad about, you know, the Biden administration regarding, uh, you know, the, any type of inauguration issues and things of that nature, but they let the Twitter was rampant with child pornography and groups, and they didn't do a thing about that. So yes, that's very telling, and what you just stated is a hundred percent on point. And when you see the kind of um, circumstance where we now know through investigative reporters that the American government is the one that cultivated and created 
the Russian collusion hoax. We know that. We know the evidence that was written by Peter Schweitzer six years ago is exactly accurate, that along with the Hillary Clinton campaign and high ups in our government, former communist sympathizers like John Brennan, they created this document. Yet, has this been something that these entities that censored me for saying that Joe Biden stole the election, censored me by saying the uh, NIH funded the Wuhan lab and that the vaccine is nonsense and not to touch it. Have they issued any kind of a formal, we were wrong and we're sorry about that? They have not, and I doubt that they ever will. And they also, you know, um, at least Zuckerberg actually admitted the fact that the FBI called him and stated, hey, this Hunter, uh, something that's coming out of, it's going to be Russian misinformation. I don't think they specifically said the laptop, but they re- referenced that you're going to get a story on your, uh, your, your, you know, platform that is regarding Hunter Biden. And then they suppressed the laptop story right before, you know, the election, which there certainly would have swayed it. And, you know, when people see that your son could potentially be a pedophile and he's doing all these things and there's actual physical evidence of it. You know, they didn't apologize for that either. And those are two election cycles right there. So let's see what they're going to do with number three. So, Jason, I I love the fact that how your mind works. You see a problem, you create something. And it's fascinating how you took this on. And I wanted to discuss all of this before we talk about your next creation, because it would sound whimsical. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's not at all. And I say that because I married somebody that didn't agree with me on 100% 30 years ago. 28 years, whatever it was, right? I did that, and I'm watching my friends now. We're in our 50s, and I'm watching the reality of being romantically involved with somebody who you fundamentally disagree with, and it's a miserable existence if that's the case. So you said, what I love about this is I'm I'm married, but if I wasn't, I wouldn't go near any, any dimwit that voted Democrat. I wouldn't go near him. But my point is, you have created something that's specifically about eliminating the possibility that you're ever going to be on a date with a girl who says, isn't it great that Joe Biden is a traitor to his country and he wants everybody to kill their babies for free? You've created something, datingontheright.com. Explain it. Yep. Uh, Dateontheright.com is actually, uh, we, it, we have an app and we have a web version. The app is coming out in the app stores at the end of the month. Um, we're going to actually announce it at CPAC. But uh, it is a, a dating app. Um Doter, uh, D-O-T-R, which is what we're trying to, you know, coin it as, because one that dotes, it's obviously involved with love and someone that's in love. But, you know, you hit it on the head again, Sean. I mean, you always do. But um, the fact that, you know, being the fact that you've been together for 30 plus years, that's a long, long time ago. And the world has changed fundamentally since then. I mean, we have seen because people wouldn't mask up and the fact that we support, you know, support Trump. You have families break apart because of that. You have, you know, the fact that you're a new person that wants to meet somebody new. A liberal and a, you know, a conservative are not well, going to be able to just meet and get along. Yeah, and I, you know, listen, I mean, I think you should have some things. You, I don't, you know, you don't want, you do not want to parrot, but this to me is bigger yeah. than a political circumstance. It really is. This is about, uh, to me, a character issue. Because if you are supportive, this is why I lump the never Trumpers in with the Democrats. If you think it's okay to watch what's happening to our nation, it reminds me of what happened to my once great city. And believe me, I was surrounded by everybody. Oh, they're not so bad. You can get along with them. They knew what it was, but ah, you know, and, 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 and to live with that and raise kids. 
under those circumstances, I think it's impossible. I think it explains a lot of why divorces happen and things happen. By the way, it's, it's 27 years with my personal beautiful wife. But the reality is there are some tough times in there. And if you don't have that base philosophy that you share, where you have a culture of loving a principle, and that's how you navigate the, the waters of marital bliss or when you're aggravated with each other, when you're raising kids. I could never do it with somebody who fundamentally is a Democrat. Because to me, it's not about Democrats. I'm the real liberal. These are Marxists. These are communists. These are people I don't want around me. And I think you, you I, I'm wondering, when did you launch? Uh, we have actually not even launched yet. We just are pre-registrations oh. right now. We have about 26,000, which... Uh, Believe it or not, is 52% to 48% uh, male ver- I'm sorry, female versus male. So there's more females on the site uh, that registered. And the one thing about us um, that sets us apart, first and foremost, safety and 100% verification. Everybody who utilizes this has to verify with just a one-time picture, plain and simple, taken right on the app. And then we also, for people, you know, for especially for females that are meeting somebody, we have video chat. You have unlimited time. You can call in video chat right through the app. We also have, you know, video uploads and we have voice calling. So there is so much more on this, uh, our new app. And we have a web version as well, which a lot of people don't have web versions on their dating apps. So people that don't like, you know, to utilize apps for the app store, you know, intrusions and things, we have a web version. And But we did it to keep people safe. We did it to promote, you know, actual true love and, you know, family and, you know, uh, I love making it. babies, not killing babies. So we, we wanted to it. get these people together. <laughs> yeah. Where's your tagline going to be pedophile and moron free? Did you have a hard time arguing with it? Marxists not allowed. Communists don't don't apply. I mean, how many title, how many little uh, puns did you go through? Well, honestly, we haven't even we haven't even marketed it. We didn't spend one dollar on marketing yet because we just launched the site actually four days ago. And we already had, like I said, about um 20s actually 27,000. I don't know why I, I went the number, but 27,000 that have already registered, um, pre-registered. And, uh, you know, I, I really just think, you know, there's, there's two genders, male and female. There are no pronouns allowed. There's nothing like that you're going to see on this app. And yeah. uh, I think it's going to be refreshing for people. I oh, mean, we're I getting th- rave reviews. I love it. And, you know, I, I have my own little study. My grandmother... God rest her soul, had a great saying. She used to say, beauty is skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. And the older I got, the more important that quote got to me. And the reality is I've been doing a lot of research in Chicagoland. And when you take a look at some of these Chicago Democrats, and then you look at the judge in the Trump trial, and you look at the judge's wife, and you look around, outside of actors and models that don't want to pay taxes, and I want you to find out for me, I believe that the Democrats are 45% more unattractive than people who will not admit to being a Democrat. I'm curious to know if that stat uh, holds water, and I can't wait for the launch. Tell them one more time where they can go to check out and pre-register, because I also think guys my age, if you're married to somebody who is a Democrat uh, uh, supporter who votes for Joe Biden and wants to have women kill your grandkids, you should dump them now, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but uh, dateontheright.com, just, uh, and once uh, we launch in app stores next week, it'll be under D-O-T-R, or, you know, as in doter, again, one that dotes, and one that's in love, and doting on people, so, um, but, yeah, Sean, I, it's, it's going to be a very respectful app, and there's free memberships, and there's a ton of features and safety, and, uh, you know, we wanted to do something, if we were, if we were in this for money, 
The fact that our app is actually already better and more um, advanced than Tinder, um, Bumble, and Hinge, the three largest in you know the world, we could have done this and put it on all over the place, you know, and not limited ourselves, you know, to specifically one act, what you know, one, um, let's say, just part of society, so to speak. Conservatives, it's a, not a small group, but it's one instead of you know fifteen to twenty. And we're not about the money. We want to give somebody something that, you know, really change lives and give people opportunities to really meet somebody and, and really have a great life. Well, that's why you created Wimkin. It was the competition for Facebook, among others. And, you know, I love the fact that you're out there doing it, and that's what uh, entrepreneurs do and people who love the principles of our nation do. And you're trying to create competition, and you know that your adversary isn't just the competition but the government itself who's working hand-in-glove with fascistic reasoning for censorship and control. Mm -hmm. Jason Shepard, you're a treasure, babe. Thank you for making time. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. It's always a critic, Squirrel. Always a critic. This one has got notes hanging out of his pocket like Ray Rayner. Only he's about half the size. Bob in Buffalo Grove. Good talking to you, uh, Sean. Um, enjoyed your uh, discussion oh, thank with you. regard to the Internet and uh, these... Um, uh, pay, uh, various uh, websites. I prefer Al Gore's internet. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, f- funny you should bring up uh, the internet because um, this Friday I'm going to meet the inventors of the internet. You're going to go by Al Gore's house? Rub no, his feet? The, the real, in- I think they're the real inventors. Oh, okay. At a, at a big uh, big banquet on Friday, we're going to meet them. Uh, right. Question. Or you were focusing on Facebook um, and censoring. What about some of the other platforms? Like the one I use quite a bit is LinkedIn. And uh, you talk a lot about um, Reed Hoffman? climate change. You talk a lot about climate change. You have some great guests on. But um, I was linked in at one time with uh, Gregory Whitestone from the CO2 Coalition. I've had him on the show. Yeah, and they LinkedIn banned him. Yeah, I mean, I know. I've had him on a couple times since then. Well, LinkedIn is owned by a Silicon Valley oligarch named Reed Hoffman, who gives money to both Nikki Haley and the Duchess of Chaffington. He likes his women confused and unattractive. Yeah. yeah. So I don't go on LinkedIn. You know, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I don't go on Asshat. I know the show is broadcast on it, but that's because the station does it. I don't participate in any of it, but... To me, you know, not everybody can do that. People like LinkedIn, especially if they're looking for jobs and whatnot. But there has to be another alternative, and there is one, Freedom Square or Wimpkin. It's that, Bob, they control the way in which you can compete, and that's the trick. That's why uh, private railroads were put out of business and public sector finance ones where Hunter Biden and his dimwit brother could be the uh, board members at 21 years old to be money launderers for Joe Biden. Miles. Hey, Sean, uh, I've been in the car all day listening to the press release from the Chicago Public Schools about the great progress that they've made since the kids were in COVID. And uh, it must be like the tallest munchkin in the Wizard of Oz because they don't mention the numbers at all, just that we're the top five of large districts. So maybe we beat out Baltimore, who had zero kids at reading level or math level. You know, to me, Miles, what the uh, Chicago public school system has achieved is what you see on the news. That's the product. 
that the Chicago public school system is kicking out to the to society. And I'm dead serious about this. That's how you That's judge a public a school system. That's how you judge it right there. Listen and look at what their 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 product is doing to society. And they want you to think they're educating them? First of all, they're on a tricky uh, uh, ground. They're on a tricky footing because they can't really educate the people. Otherwise, they'd see what kind of scum they are. So they have to keep them stupid. It's like the 20% of ex-Soviets that still want to be communists. Those are the ones that did real well in Soviet school. Thank you very much, Miles. That's the system. I mean, after all, if people could read at what the government in Chicago has done, maybe they'd figure out who the enemy is. And it's not the big dummy that lives way out in the suburbs who may not have your skin pigmentation. It's the guy running your school system or stealing from you in the municipal worker or the one that pretends to be your alderman. And maybe, maybe you could put one and two together and figure out what the quality of life has been since the Democrats destroyed a once great cities. New overnight, a woman was robbed and beaten while using an ATM on the city's north side. Glenn Marshall. The north side used to be decent, right? It was a couple areas in the south side that were bad. What about the north side now? What was her big, what did it? Oh, she got $50. Ooh, $50. She got her ass kicked like it was Guadalajara. Is live at the 17th District Police Station with the details. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, good morning, guys. Now, police say that woman was attacked and sent to the hospital by these thieves. In the meantime, we're finding out that the woman was actually on the phone with her daughter when that attack happened. Police say the robbery happened after 1030 last night near the corner of Kedzie and... She's lucky to be alive. Democrat area. Exactly what's happening. You watch it on the news as the CPS students are running wild. And if that wasn't bad enough, Squirrel, we're importing some. This guy is MS-13 gang leader. During traffic stop, officer identified him. How you doing? You got your license on you? Thank you. Salvador. Salvador. Okay, gotcha. And wasn't it a Chicago or Illinois politician wants to eliminate traffic stops? This one resulted in the arrest of an MS-13 most sought-after gang leader. But the uh, Illinois Democrats, Chicago specifically, they want to make it so they'll never get caught. And when they do, you've got the attorneys in very important positions of prosecuting or not prosecuting, which is why we prosecute Donald Trump for overinflating money. But Penny Pritzker, who lied, cheated and stole, she gets a promotion. Chicago native will be tasked with coordinating public and private investments in Ukraine and working to open markets and businesses shut down by the Russian invasion. Well, Squirrel, it's because of her many achievements in the economy in Chicago. She earned $54 million in consulting fees in the Bahamas. And, you know, Betty, the fact that the president attacked his opponent, Mitt Romney, during the campaign for his office. Where's Letitia? Is Letitia going to get on this case? Offshore accounts, that's likely going to be brought up today. You can bet on that. Betty? Uh, and what about then her management of, uh, of the bank? So we're talking about Superior Bank. It's outside of Chicago. So in addition to developing a skyscraper, starting a luxury senior housing enterprise, chairing a credit reporting company and leading record campaign fundraising, the Hyatt Hotel heiress also led a bank for a few years and that eventually that bank eventually failed and it failed big. So here's what we know, Betty. Pritzker ran Superior from 1991 to 1994. She and her family expanded subprime lending there, got involved in the kind of mortgage-backed securitization that eventually sparked the recession. 
One of the greatest economic downturns in American history. And the penalty was promotion, big money, more money. And Donald Trump has the government try to extort him for half a billion dollars. And nobody can ask why. And Joe Biden's brother worked in a scam company that stole from the American people through Medicare a hundred million. And he'll never be brought up on charges. That's how you know we're the Soviet Union now. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, you have a recurring theme that you keep saying, and I agree with you. There's some people we will not convince. So, you know, why should we do business with them? Now, I want to combine this with what your last guest was talking about, Facebook and the privacy issues and everything. Why do Republicans, MAGA, whatever, non-Democrats, expect Facebook to change? My solution is just don't use them. Just don't use them. Don't expect them. I agree. I think the shock when it comes to Facebook is that somebody like Zuckerberg could create something that became worth all of the money it's worth. And that could only happen in America. There's a reason it doesn't happen anywhere else. We're the country built on the property rights of the individual. So I think people wrongfully assume that somebody who reaped those kind of benefits would fight to protect it. But they left off the flaw of humanity. It's not about money. It's about power and control. That's why we, the people, are left with two bad choices. Total outright Marxism or Fabianism. But it's all government supremacy. Linda, Palos Heights. Hey, Sean, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. I just want to know if you have any idea how do we get our money back. I'm sick of the corruption, the billions and the billions of dollars that are being stolen from the American Taxpayer, hardworking, how do we get our money back? Take it. Take it. You talking about Ukraine? You talking about Ukraine? Anybody. I, I just want our money back. I'm sick of getting up and going on yeah. a hamster wheel every single day, spinning faster and faster, and people just keep stealing and stealing. I, I, it doesn't I matter who we're to Ukraine, I, to the president. Yeah, I'd call it the, the 51st state. I'd say after further review, we've decided you people can't do anything. You can't do anything. Not only can't you win a war, you couldn't run a country. You can't run a 7-Eleven. So this is now the 51st state. Problem solved. We'll have a football team there. It'll be great. And we can move all of the people who want to wanna, wanna uh, uh, be Soviets of, of, of the political mindset. Let's move them right next to Russia so they have a constant reminder. Thank you very much. It's the perfect crime, Linda. That's the problem. It's the perfect crime. And it all starts... From one fraud election. One night, you steal an election and you control the world economy. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And here's the thing, Squirrel. It's not supposed to happen. You know why? We're supposed to have a republic. Congress is supposed to pass the bill. Senate goes back and forth. Then the president's only job is to sign it. But we've given away that principle on both sides. That's why you have to go back to principles. You have to tear the whole thing down. Washington needs an enema. I got a hose. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. So I'm thinking about Linda and that question, how do you get your money back? That's what they don't tell you. That's why certain services 
are what you're paying for. When government does not follow through on the commitment, on the covenant of what taxation is and what you pay for, what do you do? Well, you could take it or you could leave it. That's all you can do. That's why what this show is about is telling you the power you have. This power in Washington, you maybe get to vote once every four years, once every two years for Congress. In these Democrat ghettos, you really don't vote. Because the choices are every gangster's choice. Like rolling dice with Big Jilly. Heads I win, tails you lose. That's why they run two of the same morons. That's why when I was watching um, over the weekend the Boris Karloff, Paul Lisnick Day, Juneteenth. When I was watching Juneteenth on WGN, he had on this... Trust fund baby. His father is one of the principals in the Carlisle group. He's a half-ass attorney, short-in-the-pants mafia guy. And he's going to be the Democrat who wants to put forward the law. Well, where were you? You with your law degree and your trust fund. You were sitting there in the the short-in-the-pants meeting, and you were deciding how to make money on the Table of Wisdom LLC with that short-in-the-pants Ed Burke and Mike Madigan. And your father loved him. They rub baby oil on it, which tells you it's not about money. It's not about money. It's about doing the best you can with the enemy of all men and women. Time. And if you have the time to wait for these Democrat sewers to pull their head out of their derriere, then go ahead. Waste the time. If you don't, make sure your kids don't have to sit there and hope for what exactly? The end of the world? Jesus to come down and save you? It ain't going to happen. So what you have to do is save yourself. There's a thing going on in this country. You wouldn't believe it. It's well-run areas that abide by the commitment between government and citizen. That's what you deserve. And that's what I promote here. I'm not going to tell you what all these other guys, oh, the elections are very important. We won in 2020. And here we are. And the trillions are out the door. So what do you get? Nothing. Unless you get a man. That says it all stops today. The money that's getting stolen, stolen out of the bureaucracies, it comes to an end. And you know, this isn't something that's new. It's not new at all. In fact, it's going to come from an unlikely source. A real peculiar looking Republican. One who ran as a good one that was going to shrink government. But then after he met with the sexual pervert Nelson Rockefeller, his whole ideology changed. But his bank account got bigger. But also another thing that turned me off was what I consider to be unnecessarily arrogance, frankly, of little people in big jobs. I mean, the way they seem to really uh, delight in turning down some poor guy at a service station and so forth. Now, he's talking about World War II when we had rations, but he's really talking about Brandon Johnson, the Chicago mayor. Little tiny failure bust up in a big job. Never, ever made an honest dollar in his miserable existence. In fact, he was making $200,000 a year, and he couldn't sit his fat ass down and write out a check for his water bill every month. He's a bust-out. Now he's got a big job. So Tricky Dick Nixon is talking about him and bureaucrats in general, because that's every one of these half ass gangsters who are in all very important positions and destroy not just your dollar, but the quality of your life. When he'd write in about his tires... Uh, that he needed for his rations and so forth and so on. I could see then, and incidentally, it's something that uh, happens through government today, too, that you put little people in big jobs and they want to push other people around. You know, I, was, I, I thought LPA was necessary. 
however, it gave me a very good feeling about why government should be limited uh, to what is necessary and what it really can do and not. And that's why anybody you even think about supporting slashes government by 25% right now. Not in five years, not next. Right now. My offer to you is this. Nothing except for the gaming license, Senator, which you'll pay for. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Short sales, foreclosures, delinquency, kids out of college can't move out. That's the ramification of the Federal Reserve pebble creating the tidal wave of destruction in our economy that we've been talking about for years. My next guest has been fighting that Leviathan as well. He is E.J. Antonia, the Heritage. How you doing, kid? Sean, I'm hanging in. How are you doing? Well, this is the sad prediction that we made. This is it. When the Federal Reserve came out and said, look, it, we're going to have to destroy the economy and the ability for at least 60% of the American people to transact in the economy in order to control prices, which is an antiquated rumor fraud, but it does establish a stranglehold on life itself by the government. Isn't that what we're facing? Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you pointed out that it's not so much an attempt to control interest rates as to control prices. And we have to remember that, you know, what is a price? It's just a piece of information. It's telling you what the market is willing to supply and for what and what the market demands and for what. And when you try to twist that reality to something else, you're changing that piece of information into a lie. And that's fundamentally what we're dealing with here is a, is a bunch of liars. Well, and, and the reality is they're, they're operating on, on, on financial fraud. They're operating on an antiquated system that has been proven wrong time in and time out. But the greatest way to prove it wrong is what we experienced after the economic boom that created something that we'll probably never hear again in our lifetime, a yuppie. There's no such thing as a yuppie anymore. The yuppies only happen when government puts the power back in the private sector not in the government sector. And that was created by Ronald Reagan, whose first two things was, number one, to stop stop the printing of money, but also to lower interest rates. This is something that's getting contorted once again as the rewriting of history is happening by government so they can steal the future. He did not implement the strategy of Jerome Powell and the frauds. He brought in a new idea, cut taxes, Cut the interest rate. Let the people go. That's what he did. Do you think there's anybody that can do it again? Uh, you know, honestly, there's only a handful of people who I, I think have that mentality. Donald Trump is is the first one that comes to mind, and he's also probably you know looking at the political landscape in the best position uh, to actually achieve a position of power again, where he can implement that that thinking. But no, un- unfortunately, if you look at the political establishment as a whole, Sean, exactly as you pointed out, they have precisely the wrong way of thinking about these things, and so they have precisely the wrong solution. They always end up making things worse, not better. 
You know, Navalny is the new favorite politician of the country, of America. Navalny and his wife, who are communists. They're the favorite classes, the favorite people. They're what's on the news of every station right now as we talk. Yet in Argentina, you've got a guy doing the hard lifting, the heavy lifting. He's doing it right now, much to the chagrin of many. But he is setting that country on the path for a much brighter future. And the reality is he had the courage to come out and tell people, you are going to be miserable as I implement the stopping of this financial crime that has been perpetrated by central banks. That's the part I don't think we, we, we don't have that here in this country. We don't have citizens that understand it and say, go ahead and give us the medicine. Right. Exactly, Sean. Right. It's, you know what? Cancer, I think, is the best analogy here. If you have cancer and you go to one doctor who promises you, oh, no, just eat whatever the heck you want. Uh, you know, come in occasionally, I'll check you over, but I'm not going to give you any medicine that's going to make you sick or have any negative side effects. You would love to hear that. Not a lot of people are frankly mature enough at this point to to want to hear from the doctor who says, I'm going to give you something that is going to just lay you flat on your rear end. It's going to make your life miserable, but it's going to get rid of the cancer. And in the long run, it's going to save your life. Most people, unfortunately, today are not at a point, like you said, where they want to hear that and where they're willing to accept that. They want the easy way out. In fact, the Democrat financial oligarchs like the Pritzkers, they are caught in the root of scandal where they're expanding subprime lending when they have banks. People suffer the consequences, and it was able to get swept under the rug with the help of a Republican by the name of George W. Bush. Is that what you see happening again? Because the reality is all of those economic problems are back with an extra zero, aren't they? Exactly. And, you know, Sean, thinking back, you know, we, we talked about something uh, probably a year ago, I think it was about the time when when all those banks started going under yeah. last year, and and it was that they had expanded uh, the subprime market for car loans. There's not just a subprime for for auto loans for for your listeners, but there's also a subprime market uh, for for auto loans too, not just mortgages. So they had expanded that so much that it was more than the market could actually buy. And so at one of the auctions for those subprime auto loans, there weren't even any bidders. There was literally no one left to buy the darn things. I mean, of course, what you were setting yourself up for, for a collapse in those securities. And sure enough, what are we seeing now? We're seeing a huge number, especially among young people, there's your, your subprime market, who are defaulting and are delinquent on those auto loans today. I mean, it's just rinse and repeat with these people, except that the originators of these loans, the Pritzkers and the rest of them, they're not the ones who are stuck with the bill because they sold off the bad securities to somebody else. You know why that is the perfect analogy? Because right now the scandal in New York and probably Chicago is that the cars once confiscated are being given to the illegal aliens. (laughs) Isn't that the plan for real estate as well? Just give them the houses we have to confiscate. Because the reality is we're ignoring a big problem. And I heard people talk about commercial lending, and they were right to talk about it. It's a a catastrophe uh, that's actually happening. It's not if it's going to happen. It's happening now, just quietly. Is that the play with residential and the, and the new chaos just to give the confiscated homes to illegal aliens the way they give the cars? 
You know, probably, Sean, but but actually, I, I would say this is another example, like you were just saying, where it's not just the plan, it's actually already happening. Because if you look at it, not just in terms of homes, but let's just say shelter or housing, uh, kind of more broadly, what are they doing with hotels? They're literally kicking private American citizens out of hotels in order to house uh, illegal aliens. There were some shelters in New York where you had veterans, homeless veterans staying there, and they were evicted from the premises in order that uh, illegal aliens could sleep there. We are kicking out the people who fought and died for this country in order to house a bunch of people who have no respect for the country or its laws. Yeah, whose first decision was to break the law. Um, it's also interesting that the World Government Summit is happening or happened this weekend. Didn't get much coverage, but it was very similar to the World Economic Forum, only this one was bigger. And I couldn't help but notice these are all of the governments who in lockstep agreed with all of the bad policies, not just the uh, ridiculous reaction to COVID, but the massive funding and imitation of private money by creating more. So this argument can go on in perpetuity because they're going to keep pointing to the fact we're the cleanest dirty shirt in the laundry. Is that the play? Exactly, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's a, like you said, the cleanest dirty shirt, the the tallest midget. Uh, you know, the whatever whatever analogy you want to use, absolutely. But you know, here's something that I think was really interesting about the the Tucker Carlson uh, and uh, Vladimir Putin interview that happened just uh, just I think a couple weeks ago, right? Not and even. It was yeah, that ten days ago? Yeah, it, it was that Putin himself articulated the threat to the dollar's reserve currency status better than I have literally heard any American politician ever say it. And the way he was able to outline how this administration is not just threatening, but slowly destroying the the dollar's reserve currency status was astounding. So if our enemies know what's going on and our political establishment does not, we're in trouble. You and I have talked about it for years. That's why there are enemies. This other nonsense is propaganda. The reality is we every conflict we have outside of the 7th century morons who like to beat their own women, the, uh, the Sharia theocrats, outside of those areas, every conflict we have is because countries wanted to stop participating in our financial fraud across the world. And I had a, a caller uh, in the last couple of segments say, well, how do we get our money back? And the reality is the play is never to get our money back. It's to cut enough countries in so we keep doing the same thing. The question I have for you is how much longer until we're into that Venezuelan currency where we're printing up trillion-dollar bills and where you just have the Weimar Republic massive amounts of inflation? Because uh, the reaping of the currency is not really happening the way they played out. More and more citizens are drowning and wallowing in their own catastrophes economically, aren't they? Absolutely. But see, here's the thing, Sean. It's not a specific number. It, there's no you know, red line here. It's not as if once you hit a certain percentage of you know, debt to GDP or uh, the interest on your debt is a certain dollar amount. It's not anything like that. So much of this is actually psychological. And so there's a very human element here, which is what makes it unpredictable. It's when people decide, you know what, 
I don't want to take this risk anymore. I don't want to hold dollars. I don't know if they're safe. Uh, you know, I, I, I have no idea what the next administration is going to do. I have no idea what this administration is going to do. I don't know if the dollar is going to hold its value. I have, you know, inflation's too unpredictable. There's a million factors like that, right? And, and because it is entirely an article of faith at this point, there's just no way to predict it. But what we do know is we are very clearly going down the wrong road. Uh, every other month, it's like there's another country who's no longer going to use dollars for at least some of their international trade. That's a really, really bad sign. You know, there's also something everybody, I, I think, the people in the know have looked at. Uh, people in media refer to it, but they don't really go into it. And that's what I like to do, right? So when you look at revenue to government, which up until Joe Biden had been setting records, it was commonplace to have $6 trillion revenue, which was record-setting under Trump. Revenue, which I argue is at least 60% government spending. It just shows up again as revenue. Tax revenue to this government has really gone backwards to Obama-era levels, where they're not even seeing, with their massive amounts of spending, it coming back in, in the illusion of revenue. What, ha what number do you think that has to get to, to where even people in the know say, we're wrong? Because that's what we really need. They have to finally admit that they're wrong. And then I'll come in like I do when the dog defecates on the rug, and I rub their nose in it. But what number do you think has to get, how low does it have to go before even the government can't perpetrate the lipstick on a pig lie of Bidenomics? Sean, I think that lie continues being told until the people who are being asked to tell it, you know, being asked by this administration to tell it. It's when those folks are actually impacted by it. It's when they can't afford their groceries. It's when they lose their job. It's not when the common man is having a hard time because that's been going on for three years now. That's why, yeah. they, that's why polling on the economy is always so terrible. It's because people are genuinely hurting right now. Americans are worse off than they were three years ago, four years ago. But the problem is that all of the people who are telling us how great things are, they're in on the deal. So, of course, they're telling you things are great because it's great for them. The Obama-era language is coming back, short sales, foreclosures. But the other thing is uh, I had to go back to uh, Chicago, and I went, uh, my niece got engaged. And beautiful girl, young girl, and her husband, soon-to-be husband, great guy, hardworking. But the reality is, for them to do what we took for granted three and a half years ago has never been more difficult. I think it's even worse than the, the so-called crash because we've had this massive change in lending for homes and things of that nature. How long do you think before it gets back on track where American youth can start to enjoy the economic uh, participation that was taken for granted under the Trump administration. Uh, you know, Sean, I think it can happen actually pretty darn quickly, literally just, just a few years. I mean, think about how terrible things were under Carter and how quickly they turned around with Reagan. So, And it's not as if you know Reagan is some kind of angel here. That's not my point. My point is that if you are willing to do the hard work of changing the policies that need to be changed, then, it, then the situation itself will change. You know, almost all of the issues that we are facing today, they are self-inflicted wounds. If you stop causing the damage, if you stem the bleeding, the problem resolves itself rather quickly. And we're seeing that among states. Do, do you think the average American understands the simple nuance of state 
value of real estate. It's fascinating to me when I uh, go back to the area. I stopped practicing in the real estate business in Illinois years ago. But when you see the, the, it's not just stagnation. When you see the destruction and the high taxes on very moderate priced real estate versus well-run states, do you think that the American people kind of know it's much better to own real estate and not Democrat mafia run areas as opposed to the fact of what's happening in these once great cities, now Democrat sewers? You know, Sean, when, I, when I'm around the people who are fairly well-traveled, they seem to understand it. But uh, unfortunately, that is not most Americans. Most Americans, they, they have their, their bubble, essentially, that they have lived in most or all of their lives. And they frankly don't know what it's like in other states. They don't know what things cost. They don't know, you know the, the standard of living, the cost of living from place to place. They just don't have a sense of these things. And they assume that, well, if it's like this for me here, it must be like that everywhere else. And that means they can't, they, they never get to see the differential in policies when you have these, these, uh, these red states, if you will, and these blue states. Bitcoin flying around, accepted now, traded to, to a certain extent um, by mainstream economists and economy. It's not hiding, it's out in the open. What do you think um, the future is for other alternatives to the dollar? Do you think it'll just expand as people get more and more leery and feel and realize that what Putin said about our dollar is exactly correct? You know, if if this administration has its way, it's going to regulate and tax all of those things out of existence because every single one of them is a threat to their agenda because it's a threat to the control that they have over a sing, over a single currency, which is control over your life, by the way. So if if the if these are the kind of people that stay in power, I think all of those uh, different technologies are going to go by the wayside. But if not, then there's a good chance that they can actually compete on a free market basis with currencies like the dollar. And and frankly, I think that's a good thing. It was not that long ago in this country. Uh, before we had the Federal Reserve note, when banks all over the country could just issue their own notes and everyone could exchange those notes for gold. It was a very good system. I'm wondering, what do you think um, will happen with Argentina? Um, Do you think it will turn around uh, relatively quickly as you watch the chaos happening in our country because people are fleeing these utopian socialist corrupt countries like Venezuela and the rest of it? Or do you think that those people may, in fact, go to Argentina if it makes a turnaround? Sean, I I think that's a really good prediction. I I think they will start going there because, you look, at at the end of the day, it's just a question of going back to the cancer analogy. How long can you tough it out? Can you actually see it through till the cancer is completely dead? And if you can, if you have that much willpower, then there is a lot of sunshine and rainbows on the other end. You know, it, yeah. it, it's not like cancer where, you know, maybe there's a chance it works, maybe it doesn't, the chemotherapy and the radiation. No, we know how to kill the tumor in this case. So it's just a matter of do the people have the political will to stick it out? Mike Johnson has stabbed me three times. 
Three times he's signed the blank check to these idiots. He's now calling for a meeting. I mean, he must be the last person in America to know Joe Biden can't do meetings because he can't speak anymore without his handlers and some other concoction of formaldehyde and Viagra that keeps him upright. Do you think he's just going to rubber stamp this nonsense bill because they've successfully propagandized the spending to the most corrupt country in Europe? referred to as Ukraine, and that's more important than anything else. You think he's going to once again stab us all in the back? You know what? I'm not sure if he will or not. I'll be totally honest with you, because he has just been so unbelievably inconsistent and such a disappointment, quite frankly, if I can say that. But I think the bigger question probably is, are the handful of actual conservatives in the House of Representatives going to stand up to leadership if they do try to stab everyone else in the back yet again. And if they can do that, you know, if they can uh, prevent a big enough coalition from forming, if they can give this guy the McCarthy treatment, which, frankly, he deserves, then good. I mean, why on earth when we're $34.2 trillion in debt, when we can't even afford to pay our own bills, are we sending billions overseas to corrupt countries? It makes absolutely no sense. Trump sneakers, $400 a pop, sells out the first day. Do you love the mindset of an entrepreneur who says, I got got a lot of problems, and they're trying to take half a billion dollars, but I'm still going to launch another product. And do you, do you think the first quarter for the Trump gold sneakers, which I think are, are, are not attractive, uh, do you think that they'll be higher than the Kamala Harris platinum knee pads? <laughs> well, Don't Sean touch that. I, You're going to lose your position. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I can tell you is it's amazing how the guy who uh, apparently is is completely broke, according to some of his critics, is, you know, finding yet another way to make money. I love it. Yeah. Four hundred dollars a pair of sneakers that uh, I personally don't know if they're comfortable, but you're probably going to get robbed. You wear those in a Democrat area. The last thing people in Democrat areas need are gold shoes. They're already getting beat up for those Chinese swash with the Nike swash on it, let alone the gold shoes. In the meantime, EJ Antony, the Heritage Foundation, I hope you don't get kicked off for coming on the show, but I love you for doing it. Thank you. My pleasure, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. That's it? The last half hour, squirrel? What the hell's going on? Can't I bump Sean Hannity off another hour to get another hour? No. This mission unfolds within a society where artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of the Things, 3D printing, genetic engineering, quantum computing become the foundations of our daily life. Hey, if we do that genetic engineering, can we get rid of these frickin' Nazis? I mean, my Uncle Mikey killed a lot of them, but some slipped through, like this rat bastard's father. True, Squirrel. His father was the Nazi in charge of the flamethrower. Now look at his little boy. Ugly. Inbred. Nazi. But this uh, this uh, government, uh, world government summit, this had some uh, scary players in it. The issue of development is crucial for the future of any country to be sustainable and contemplate simultaneously actions against inequalities and climate change. In recent Inequalities and climate change. Listen, fatso, I don't know what country you're from, but stay away from me. Sometimes the globalization is increasingly becoming more multilateral, strongly spending between emerging economies and developing markets. What is at stake today 
in finance sustainability is the fact that the countries most affected by the consequences of climate change and inequalities are the countries with less... No, no, no. Ac- the, the countries that have inequalities are government-run countries, like your third world hellhole. Yeah, they all suck! You rob the people, you have no future, you couldn't exist if it wasn't for our handouts. Which is why the Democrat Mafia members in Illinois introduce HB 1634. By the way, this bill is in committee, so these uh, corrupt gangster Democrats are going to tack more stuff on it. You probably get a credit if you buy one of their phony vehicles. Access to financial resources to face it. The current architecture should change to channel the available liquidity, international liquidity. To en- international liquidity. You would have nothing if it wasn't for us and our crooked loan guarantees in the IMF bank. Your fracking sewer countries, government central, you went bankrupt decades ago. We've been floating you, and you agree our dollar's strong. Will you let us keep printing it up? But the UAE was there, squirrel. Oh, yes. They were dressed in my Uncle Charlie's tablecloth, that stuff around their head. I don't think they're women. Can they read in the UAE? I can't figure it out. Not a lot of stealing. You know why, squirrel? They cut your hands off. The UAE has taken uh, a decision to consider space as a strategic sector for the country. Space. Outer in space. You're dressed like it was the 8th century. You're, you're in space, though, huh? Yeah, let's do that. Theocrats in space by the UAE. Greg and Lagrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? A little aggravated. How are you? I never like to get uh, bossed around by some guy in a dress. Silly that way. Uh, you you couldn't come up with better villains if you were going to make an over the top <laughs> movie about this kind it's, of stuff, right? It's awesome. Races. Yeah, God but is the, the great casting no, agent in the world. There's no question about it. Before your first guest, there was a there was a news clip where they were talking about how Chicago schools returned to pre-COVID levels of reading and school performance. Are we and up I'm to six out of a hundred? Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, it was horrible before that, but who are they better than? Because they said Chicago's outperforming other school systems. And like I had a little chat with Macbeth, it's good to see him back. Uh, who are they comparing it with? Like Baltimore? I mean, other bad inner city schools? Maybe New Jersey schools, like Newark or something? It's the weather, man. Climate change is keeping the CPS down. Climate change, terrible weather. And uh, six out of 100 kids can read. Yeah, the amount of money per student. I mean, we all know what's going on. Come on, thirty. We, 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 we you know, know where something, we're from. Greg? We it operate. If there was an honest test out there, I'd bet you. I'd bet you that thirty percent of teachers can't read to grade level, let alone students. Thank you very much. But we've got the climate squirrel, and there's all kinds of shenanigans you can sweep under that rug. Hello, I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Man, are they glad I'm not black. Because here's a fat, old, white guy in a skirt pretending to be a girl. He's going to tell you what time it is. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. Black- whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying... Let me get this straight. Are you saying that there's a problem... Uh, with their brains and their physical stuff because of climate change. And this is coming from a man in a dress. You're the one with the small brain, nitwit. Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. (laughs) 
because you can't afford to leave the Democrat ghettos that were built by short-in-the-pants Democrats who've been stealing from you, and now a man is lecturing you about your life. Dressed as a woman and an admiral. Sure he is. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a big problem in the ghetto. The climate change is it's killing people, like the Sinaloa cartels and the gangster disciples. Not to mention the squirrely men dressed as women from the suburbs. Freak. Cream Puff Jim, as freakish as you are, yeah, hey. do you never prance hey, around in one of your old lady's skirts, did you, pretending to be an admiral? Well, poison has been has been with us since uh, Socrates, and it, arsenic was the. But then you got to close to personal with arsenic. You had to know the person. You know, make sure. Listen, he took the, I don't know robbery, what killed that key. communist, but I hope it was painful. Whatever killed that Soviet bastard, I hope he was grimacing on the pillow like Jimmy Carter without the morphine. However, you never told me about yourself in a dress. But Saturday night was just a couple of days ago. I'm sure it's true. Robert Bloomingdale. Sean, how you doing today? Splendid. I'm aggravated too. You know, you were talking earlier, uh, earlier on about uh, that, that shootout on which, Tennessee Avenue, South which Tennessee one? Avenue. I mean, there's been. I mean, careful. Since I got on the plane and from when I landed, there's been like 35 other ones, all from kids who can't read a stop sign. Go ahead. Well, I, what I want to say on this is that you know, unless pass the buck, Brandon, Kim Fox, and these other radical leftists out there. Do something, it's going to be same old, same old. And like Prager always says, anything the radical left touches, it destroys. And that's the truth, including DuPage County. What do you think? I think you're right, but I don't like that nickname. Got to keep it simple. A lot of fracking Democrats in the Chicagoland area. Bust out, Brandon. Simple. 200 grand through two phony jobs. One from the CPS, one from Cook County. And he couldn't sit down every month and pay the fracking water bill. And you morons gave him a more important job. The only thing more ridiculous than that is a fat white man in a dress pretending to be a female admiral telling the black guys in Chicago what their problem is. Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community <laughs> leaders. Yeah, all that stuff, that's gone on day one. Day one, all that stuff. You freaks. Pack up your phony little boxes with your pretend jobs. The party's over. And follow the man pretending to be a female admiral to the parking lot. To identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address the health consequences linked to climate change. Which one's your dad, Squirrel? That a guy over there dressed like a female admiral. Sure, I believe it. 312-642-5600. It's a man, baby! I mean, I, I tell you, Squirrel, it's a plot to keep you distracted. Because it's hard to really wrap your head around how many atrocities are happening in this country. But this one, I think, has to be brought to the front. Visit hhs.gov for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS leader on how you... Will that one be dressed in the appropriate attire, Freak Show? Will that one be talking us talking to us about more atrocities? Who knew there was a uh, all these departments, all these bureaucracies? I mean, outside of Nixon. In the meantime, can you morons do anything right? Migrants from China are now the fastest growing group of people entering the United States illegally from Mexico. China? Yeah. Why are we seeing these growing numbers? Here's what we know. New York? 
Customs and Border Protection reported more than 24,000 Chinese migrant encounters at the southern border last fiscal year. In 2021, that number was just 450. Did you just... That seems like a lot. Seems like a big increase. So there's that. There's the illegal immigration. There's the fentanyl deaths. There's the strength of the cartels. And then there's uh, the other Marxist problem. You see in these Democrat sewers, once great cities... They have decided to politically persecute anybody and everybody. We will bring back law and order to our country. I will direct a completely overhaul DOJ to investigate every radical, out-of-control prosecutor in America for their illegal, racist, and reverse enforcement of the law. How is, how is Fonnie doing in, uh, how is, how is she doing in Fulton County, Atlanta? How's that, how's that trial? No, I paid him cash. I paid him cash. I didn't take By the way, Squirrel, did you see the big scandal on the Internet? Turns out that there's an accusation that Trump was spotted in a girdle. And what was not mentioned is that it may have been a ballistic uh, shirt underneath his golf shirt. Because, you know, there's about uh, 40% of communists and Marxists, just like in the Soviet Union, in this country, they want to kill him. Not just the ones that hold positions of prosecutor in these Democrat sewers. So he allegedly had a girdle, and it's a big scandal. When I want the Democrats to realize, Fanny should have a girdle on. How about a spank? Can you put that jelly in a tight wrapper? I didn't take anything. I paid him cash. Oh, where did you get the cash? They're not allowed to answer that question. They're not allowed to answer I paid him cash, she said. I gave him cash. Oh, I didn't take anything. No, no. Every time we went on a trip, took nine trips in one year. That's a lot of trips. I haven't taken a trip. Is that a lot of trips? How about that Democrat whore in Dalton where she paid her security staff a million dollars and can't pay for her car? Boy, oh, boy, if that doesn't have Chicago Democrat written all over it, what does? I don't think I've taken a trip for about 30 years, actually. I don't take too many trips. But it's like... I think she said nine trips. By the way, did Juicy Crab ever say they were going to open up something in Dalton? I mean, the mayor spent 3300 in Juicy Crab. You'd think they could open up a little storefront in Dalton. God knows they have no businesses there. Every time I took a trip with my lover, I paid, I paid him in cash. Where the hell did you get the cash? You know, what a lot of, what a lot of bullshit. Yeah, but the Democrats like the bull. Dung. They like it thick. They cannot get enough of it, which is why they'll sit there and they'll shut up and they'll be bossed around by a fat man in a dress pretending to be down with the struggle. And they hurt a lot of people. She wanted to indict U.S. senators. You know, they stopped at like 40 people. But a lot of good people have been really devastated by the. And it all was built on Michael Cohen's testimony. Michael Cohen. Do you ever hear what happened to Cohen after he decided to cooperate? You know, Cohen had a big problem in the taxi business. Honking and whizzing by, yellow taxis are ubiquitous in New York City. The hardscrabble business of owning and operating them used to be a vastly profitable enterprise, something that appealed to President Trump's longtime personal lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen. In the 1990s, long before he went to work for Trump, before his name became inextricably linked to a hush money payment to an adult film star, and before his personal finances came under investigation. Cohen established a series of companies to buy up taxi medallions. Owning a medallion in a city like New York or Chicago was highly coveted because they're required to drive a cab, but their quantity is controlled by the city. At its peak, Cohen's companies own 200 cabs. 
he struck up partnerships to manage his fleet, including one with Gene Friedman, New York's taxi king. And there was an ex-KGB officer. So he had 200 at one time. In fact, he had more than three dozen when he was working for Trump. And then he got caught and flipped by the Democrat Party. Guess what happened right after he decided to flip? More than a thousand taxi medallion owners are getting some much needed financial relief. Mayor Adams says $225 million was wiped off the books to ease the financial burden on these taxi drivers. Wiped off the books? And was it just drivers? Or was it assets to the Marxist mafia like Cohen, who had dozens? Who exactly received this money that magically was wiped off the books? He sold off some of his fleet in the early and mid-2000s, but kept a few dozen medallions even after joining the Trump Organization in 2006. Medallions were especially valuable for refinancing. Owners could take out loans against their medallions, which became a booming business as the value of a single medallion in New York reached $1.2 million in 2014. So it's more money that bought themselves another Democrat sympathizer. They're like the Soviet Union Brezhnev dreamt of. Only this time it's run by the Bidens. We'll be back in 21 hours to kick their dentures down their fracking throats again. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.